Hi everybody and welcome to the second Majestic uh, webinar, um, the first of the year. Thank you very much for coming in. We've got a great panel up today. Uh, unfortunately, one that couldn't make it, um, uh, Bill Jr. So Bill Sr. is here, but, uh, but Bill Jr. Uh, actually uh, didn't get uh, permission from, from legal, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, uh, to, to, to come in. But uh, uh, we're going to be talking today about um, old guard versus new blood. So the great thing about the panel that we've got here is um, we've got people that have been in the industry for a long period of time. Um, and I'm, I have to put Bill and myself very much on that foot in. And we've got uh, on the other end of it, you know, Tom, who's been here uh, in the industry and, and, and has just won in 2019 the young um, young star of Search, uh, the UK Search Awards. Um, and Jenny kind of, you know, you kind of straddle both sides really for us, you know. Um, uh, we've also got Hannah coming, but Hannah's been running her... Uh, her, her um, a, a, a meeting all day and she's just warned me that she's here but she might be a little bit late so we're gonna have to uh, to deal with that um, so uh, firstly I want to start with a shout out to Majestic before we get going uh, for helping to sponsor the event for getting off the ground uh, a lot of you have come in through the, the Majestic newsletter I know um, and uh, if you haven't uh, had the chance to check out um, Majestic's link context that they brought out last year, which really goes into the granularity of links. Um, do have a look at that on the Majestic blog. So today's webinar looks at the difference between the attitudes of young professionals in the SEO industry and how they differ from those that worked in SEO for decades. Um, so let's ask you to all to introduce yourselves. Uh, Tom, perhaps you can start with yourself. Sure, yes. Yeah. So I'm the technical SEO director at uh, SEO company based in the UK called Blue Array. Uh, purely focused on SEO, I sort of head up the technical team there, um, working on some really, really cool stuff at the moment, uh, like the Blu-ray Academy, um, so all sorts of other really, really cool products that should be hitting the spotlight very, very soon. That's great. Jenny, do you want to chime in? Sure. Uh, I'm Jenny Hallis. My company is JLH Marketing. It's a SEO and analytics consultancy that's just me. I've been in SEO for a long time. Um, I started in 2000, but uh, I just celebrated my 14th, 29th birthday. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really just young at heart. <laughs> okay, if you started in 2000, it's hard to say you can straddle both sides of the fence, actually, Jenny. I've got to be honest, you know. Uh, Bill. <laughs> Uh, I'm Bill Hunt from uh, Back Asmuth Consulting. Um, I've been doing this for um, actually before it had a name. Um, since I wrote my uh, business school thesis was using the internet to reach overseas markets, which morphed into search. Um, so I've seen all sides of this. I've been on the corporate side, um, built and sold a couple agencies, and um, now focusing more on high-level uh, business and global market entry strategy, specifically using search in emerging markets. Okay, that's great. Uh, thanks all of you for coming in. I appreciate the time that you're taking out. If you're, if See, you're... I'm way younger than Bill in terms of uh, <laughs> search. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. You represent the young blood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in that case, I'll go on the old. That's fine. Uh, before we start the panel proper, I also want to thank the audience. Oh, we've got Hannah coming in. Uh, I'd like to thank the audience while she's coming in um, for the questions that they asked. I, I asked everybody um, if they would like to ask a question of, of, the, of the panelists on the way, uh, uh, on their registration. Um, I'm going to blend those questions a little, so I may use your first names, uh, 
I won't use your surnames just in case, uh, just in, except for Michael Bonfield, who asked an absolutely outrageous question, which I'll try and fit in at the end. Um, so I hope that um, most people that re registered will at least get one question that they, they, they uh, or a flavour of a question that they, they wanted to ask. But I want to start with firstly saying hi, Hannah. Hi, sorry I'm so late. <laughs> no, we're, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're here. We, we've lost Bill Jr. as well. Um, do you want to just quickly give us a, uh, a, a, a little bit about yourself before I dive in? Yeah, of course. So I'm Hannah. I am head of SEO at an agency called Found. Um, and kind of all of my experience so far, I've got six years experience working SEO, predominantly technical with a bit of content. Um, but now I'm really focused on like growth SEO and how we actually drive like real business change through the work that we do. Okay, great. So now, so now, now we've got uh, you uh, got some feedback on your. On your... Oh. Better. <laughs> yeah, probably better. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sorry. It's not better. If you can mute mute yourself when you're not speaking, that'd be great. Uh, okay, so we got. Uh, um, in that case, Bill and Jenny are on the old guard, and uh, Tom and Hannah on the uh, on the young bloods. Sorry, ja Jenny, I've got you. Uh, got you. On I the was old guard so there. close. You, uh, you know, <laughs> time just takes over for everybody. So I want to start with um, with everybody giving me one idea of what you think the other side um, is is getting wrong or, or bringing. Um, bringing to the industry in a, in a in a potentially bad way. I'm going to start with with Tom. You know what it is it what is it that you think those that started out in uh, in SEO you know 250 years ago um, are doing that that is perhaps not great for the industry today. That's a pretty good question. Uh, I don't really want to offend anyone here, so I'm going to keep it fairly light. Just but, keep it um, general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe sort of sticking to sort of older methods, maybe stuff that worked sort of five, ten, fifteen years ago, as opposed to stuff that. No one's really tried yet. They don't really want to try anything new. Maybe sort of sticking with the, the tried and tested methods rather than experimenting a little bit more. Um, I find that, yeah, could okay. be, uh, could so be you, a... You, you're, you're suggesting that maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the odds of, of lack, lack innovation these days. So. Potentially, yes. Like they prefer okay. to be comfortable with what they know and what they're like, good okay. with. Okay, well, we'll come uh, back to that maybe a little yeah. later. Um, and then Bill, do you want to go the other way? I, I'm literally going to go the other way. I think that um, that's one thing we run into a lot is um, people will see something, a headline uh, in social media, and the next thing you know, it's being recommended to be implemented. And uh, it's one thing to do it on sort of a, a non-revenue generating platform, um, but, but to suggest that to, uh, you know, to uh, a company that this is their livelihood um, can be risky. Now, if it's backed up by fact and, you know, they've proven it, uh, but a lot of times I see that I have to unravel these where that's what it was. We saw this latest, greatest thing is a misunderstanding of the application, but in, in the quest to get, be fast and um, to be innovative, uh, I often see that, that being coming a problem for people. Okay. Uh, I've got a note of that. We'll bring back to come back to that. And then Jenny, what are you going to go for? Well, I think um, <clears throat> the things that uh, I see from the younger generation that I think are potentially harmful, not necessarily, um, is that, well, first off, they really trust Google. 
they trust that Google's actually telling them the truth. And that's something we just never really used to do. <laughs> so, so I think that uh, there's, there's a little bit too much, um, hey, Google says this is what we need to do, so we need to do it, as opposed to actually uh, testing and learning for themselves whether it works or not. Okay, cool. And Hannah for the Youngs, do you want to come back? Don't forget to turn your mic off. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, oh, big question. I actually, to kind of carry on from Jenny's point, I would probably say that what I found with some people that have maybe been in SEO for a bit longer is that they try and fight Google. Like, I definitely am not one of the people that trust Google, but I also know to like pick a battle I can win. And I think like, as some, a lot of the younger people kind of accept, like you are going to be giving up a lot of traffic to answer boxes and that kind of insert feature. You are going to get rubbish data back and you kind of work with what you have rather than kind of being angry at Google for what it once took from us. Okay. That's really interesting. And I think it's a, it's a great juxtaposition that we're going to come back to, those, those, those sort of different leanings between, uh, between old and young. Um, and I, I, like that, I like that there's a you know, a divide. Uh, it's going to make for a better debate, I think. Um, before we go into, into those and dig down to those a little bit, um, I've got a lot of people here from Majestic Signups and they, they, they have a, 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 a desire to talk about links. So I want to start with the question of, of trust. For example, Kim asked, uh, which black hat techniques still work? Who's responsible for giving SEOs such a bad reputation? Is it the old guards, the new bloods? Um, or, or, or is it search engines in the way that they communicate with us? Um, is the reputation of SEO getting better or worse um, as time goes on? Well, let's start with that one and then, and then ask the, the link one. Uh, who wants to go with that one? You know, are, Is SEO getting uh, more or less reputable? Pick me. Um, <laughs> go on. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> I had to be quick on the unmute button. Um, I think that the reputation of SEO is probably getting worse. Like, since I've worked in SEO, now everyone knows what it is. Like, before I'd find people would be like, oh, you do something in Google and confuse it with paid ads. Now it feels like a lot more people know. Um, in particular, client side, they know the difference. They think SEO is black magic. Um, frequently, my team referred to what we do as smoke and mirrors. Um, we definitely don't. But that's kind of how it gets taken. And I think that's partly the fault of SEOs for like hoarding knowledge. Like the amount of audits I read done by like other companies, other people, where you put to do something, but you've not explained the why and you're not educating the client at the same time. And if we hide our knowledge and you can't measure us as well as you can measure other channels, of course, they're going to think we're rubbish. Okay. Anyone else? Cool. Yeah, I... So I, I did a call last week with uh, like a CTO of a $8 billion company. And, you know, he prefaced it by you're like the 27th person I've had to talk to over the last 10 years. And almost everybody has the opposite advice of the previous. Um, the other one I get is most people have been there, done that with SEO by people that have been less effective both their doing and the client's uh, unwillingness to do it. So I do think the reputation is becoming uh, worse because, I mean, I think Seth recently from Conductor said it was like, what, 1.7 million people that had SEO in their title. Um, 
you know, so there's a ton of people of varying degrees. And I think, you know, that's one thing we've never been able to get is any kind of standard. And I think it's to Hannah's point, a lot of people, nobody can agree on what a standard is, a standard of performance or a standard of a tactic. Uh, and so we do have a lot of people, old and new, that, that hide information to try to, you know, look smart or confuse people or they just don't know. Um, so I think, yeah, the reputation's getting worse and, um, you know, tactics again, going, you know, a lot of this cool stuff that people read about, um, you know, it's interesting how we have to walk some of that back and, you know, sort of explain to people why it may not work or it may not be sustainable back to the very first question she asked about, you know, black hat tactics, you know, people want to go there because a lot of the people that are, especially nowadays that are evangelizing that seem to be cool people. And, you know, they're the ones in front of the flashy car and, you know, it looks like that's doing really well. Some of it's doing exceptionally well. Um, so I think that's where a lot of confusion comes in. Um, back to, I think, Hannah's point about respecting Google and, and, and sort of playing by the rules. Okay, but, but uh, we're not suggesting that that's a function of whether somebody is new to the industry or old to the industry. It's more a function of there's, there's bad actors and good actors, and they're not necessarily an age or experience-related thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not an age, but I think some of the people that I'm seeing out there now are have been there a while, but have always sort of worked in the shadows. They've never wanted any kind of attention, um, and whether they've got attention through social media or things like that, you know, there's a couple I'm seeing now that I'm like, oh, you know, why are you even why are you doing webinars and and things like that? You know, that's the kind of stuff you typically didn't share with a wider audience, which may not have the skill level and really to me, the attention to detail to fulfill effectively. So yeah, it is, it's not an old versus new. I am seeing some, the older people that have somewhat retired um, starting to sort of, you know, come back in, um, you know, advocating some tactics that, you know, one today might put into sort of a black hat bucket. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, to add. I, yeah, sure. To, to add on. to that and um, to also go back a little bit to what Hannah said in the previous question about challenging Google. Um, I, I think that the black hat tactics are becoming more popular in this age of all of these core updates that are not necessarily producing better results. Uh, and I think that there are a lot of companies that are getting frustrated with doing the right things and not feeling like they're being rewarded for them. So you so mean they're kind not, of allows not, the black hat to flourish. So you're saying that they're not creating better results for the general public as opposed to I, the SEO? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I so me, don't feel you have to jump in, but you know, you can. Uh, no, I, I think that it's probably much, the reputation in general is much the same. Um, Obviously, SEOs obviously used to have a more reputation as like snake oil salesmen, just trying to sell this thing that didn't might have worked or whatever. Um, but by being sort of the same sort of reputation, it makes the people who are good at it and who are actually more legit, if you will, makes them stand out like a little bit more amongst this sort of crowd of people who are arguably not as good or not as legit, if you will. Yeah, I don't know if that's a uh, if if they they are this the, the ones that stand out are the ones that are good or the ones that are good at 
marketing themselves. Yeah, good. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, including all of us who are on the webinar right now, probably. Uh, so, okay. Um, right, I, I'm going to move on, Hannah. I know you wanted to come back in, but I want to get a few more questions out, out um, into, into the webinar, and I don't want to take up too much of everybody's time um, because webinars can go on and on. Um, so uh, we have a, a load of questions related to links. So how, how Daniel asked uh, how to build new links the new way. Roxana said link building. The internet used to thrive on that stuff, but now there's not so much. Do we have to still actively build links or can we use that time to do other stuff? Chris said scalable link building strategies that are ever, evergreen. Have, have, you know. Daniel um, said who's the less, best link builder? Um, Luke, Rona, Jason, Melman, um, a whole load of others. So I know the panels are more generalist than just link building specialists in, in here. Um, so I, I may not get the straight answer that the audience are going to be looking for here, but I'll sum it up into one question, which you know, feel free to keep brief if you want. Um, what are the new tactics for link building versus outdated link building tactics? Um, someone want to jump in there? Or, you know, yeah, so I think that positive PR is more a better way to put link building these days. Um, you've got to put way, way more effort into actually acquiring links that actually work. I mean, you can go out onto Fiverr and buy a shit ton of links that, you know, will work for like two seconds and then you're going to see a negative impact from those. I think a lot of good link building efforts are focused around actually getting to know journalists, actually putting effort into that side of things rather than just chucking a load of money at it and hoping it works. Ada, I'll let you come in. Yeah, I would completely agree, really. Um, one of the things that I find with link building, like, at the moment, like, for us, because we're not willing to, like, do the whole shit tons of links off Fiverr, a lot of our link building is, like, more PR-based, mm -hmm. but also we try and do the lowest effort possible in order to get the link. So, for example, we take data sources that already exist. Like, we did quite a successful piece for a client. We just scraped all of the times of like politicians major speeches and their tweets with the most engagement and plotted it against the exchange rate of their country um, for a finance client and showed the impact that, like should politicians really be allowed on Twitter um, and giving that data to journalists worked really well to get the link for us rather than us trying to be the expert in the space trying to be the source on it like it was much simpler to do it that way and that analysis takes like what 45 minutes an hour rather than a lifetime. Okay. Uh, Olds, do you want to come in with anything? So um, I don't actually provide link building as a service other than, you know, obviously we hope it comes from created great customer service and experiences. Um, however, I do link auditing um, and I can go another way and tell you the ones that are really working very well right now. Um, Russian porn spam links um, <laughs> working really, really well, and there's a ton of it out there. Um, the other one that I'm seeing a lot of is cross-site scripting injection. Um, and then um, the bookmarking links are having a resurgence lately um, where people put articles out on bookmarking sites and link to the articles and then the articles link to their site. And so it's kind of this, you know, one step remove that makes it a little harder to find. Okay. Bill, do you want to come in and then I'll just sum that up because I think there's some interesting things there. No, I agree with what everybody said. I think, you know, I try to spend more time fixing links that are going to the wrong page. 
um, that are going to the homepage versus an internal page. Um, it's very rare that I hear anybody ever ask, if you talk about link building, where do you need links to? So that's sort of what Tom and Hannah were saying about, you know, where do we need them and what kind of content can we um, curate, curate to get them? Um, I do think it's very important to understand, like Jenny was saying, the, the back look at what you have and oftentimes comparing sort of your page to somebody else's page um, using, you know, like Majestic uh, to do that often sort of talks people off the wall in terms of thinking they need elaborate link building programs. Um, so that's the way I look at it is like, what do we need? And it's good to hear the young group uh, focusing on, on quality uh, context rather than um, sheer quantity. So some in some of that up, I think there is a divide there, which is kind of interesting. Um, the young want to put that positive foot forward, that PR thing forward. What's kind of interesting is that the olds are still seeing the bad stuff working. I mean, I think I think I think you know Google did a pretty good job, you know, way back with the penguins and stuff, of stopping us getting all the bad stuff out there, but. You know, there seems to be niggling stories suggesting that they're all coming back in again and uh, people may be doing things uh, that they shouldn't be. So, uh, okay, we'll leave that out there and, uh, and say, I, I agree. Can I ask a yeah. question on that, actually? Yeah. How, how long would that old stuff actually work? Is it sustainable? Whereas the PR stuff is surely far more sustainable, right? I don't know. Well, Jenny, Jenny's the one so, that saw them. You said they were working. How long were those so links out there? It's whack-a-mole. Um, yeah. knock one down, there's 20,000 in mm -hmm. its place. Yeah. Um, they win on sheer volume and, um, Just and constant being sort of fire hosing and everything. constantly blow a fire hose of links yeah. at Google. Um, that's, that's really how they work. Um, and it's always been that way. It's not like it's a new thing. Um, I think one of the things that I always find really interesting about getting to dabble in that kind of darker art is that um, it really does make us as white hat SEOs more effective to know what the black hats are doing. Oh, for sure. I, I think a lot of it just to, you know, throw in why so many people are doing it. And I don't think it's for an SEO reason. It's, I see a lot of programmatic, um, you know, spam being done to influence sites that's re in remnant inventory. Um, so people are pumping and dumping stuff all day long to boost up a site to get to trigger, you know, the million visit um, side of that. So we're seeing a lot of old black hat networks and that being resurfaced just for the sole reason, um, you know, so that they can make, you know, $100,000 off of remnant inventory and programmatic. Um, so that's why, and then I'm, but SEOs are getting sort of the brunt of it because they have to clean it up uh, because stuff that was done before. So I don't know that it's sort of focusing on affecting something today uh, for an SEO reason, but more for um, the other profit motive of programmatic um, spam. I, I think Can I just have jump a... in and ask a question? Yeah, go Sorry. On, go on, Hannah, just whilst yeah. we're on it, asking link questions. I just saw something I've never seen the other day. Um, so a client, well, they're not a client yet, but a client at pitch stage showed us their disavow files because they've had a manual penalty for nearly two years and they've disavowed nearly everything. And I'm like, if you've been disavowing so much, their link profile, like it's not the worst I've seen. Like there's some Russian porn and that's the only bad thing. Everything else is fine. And it's quite a well, like respected brand. I've never seen Google not, 
acknowledge such a solid disavow file? Do you kind of think the weight that it's putting towards them for removing penalties is changing? I'll come in there if that's all right. Uh, I think that uh, probably what they've done is when they've tried to resubmit, it's obviously a manual penalty, they've not explained what they've tried to do. Uh, and they should yeah. make a good good effort of using comments in those disavow files uh, and trying to talk to somebody um, when, they, when they put it in. I suspect they're just putting it in and, and not properly um, arguing their case. Um, so, so I gave... Yeah, Hannah... Yeah. DM me after and I'll give you some tips for sure. <laughs> I gave almost the opposite advice because they've written essays explaining the process. They've sent emails to people asking to remove the links. Like they've manually done the lot. And I was like, I've never seen that happen. Just insane. Most likely there's friendly fire somewhere. Mm. So That's they've got a domain they control or previously controlled or something and the manual reviewer is looking at that going, you're just making excuses when you could be taking this down. Um, that is by far the most common thing that I've seen in that situation. Oh, cool. Thanks. Okay, I want to get back to... I also want to point out really quickly, okay. we've got a comment from one of our, from one of the people who's watching us um, a, a, venerable link builder himself uh frank watson jumped in oh no just, no he's not here again is he <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped in and said that most questionable links last about six months for he says some of my plays so i don't know if those are things he's doing or things he's seeing <laughs> okay i'm gonna go back to uh to the things that you guys brought up right at the start now and and tom started with um with the accusation, I'm going to call it an accusation because I think controversy is more fun than uh, than agreement. Um, you know, that the, the olds don't innovate. That you know, we're scared. We're doing the old things. Um, we're carrying on doing the same things. Do you think? Do you do you, do you want to defend that olds? You know, Jenny, Bill, do you think that's true? I'll defend it. I mean, a lot of what I you know. I work in the enterprise space. So by the time we try a gimmick or something really innovative, like the big one I'm getting asked a lot about now is all of the service worker stuff. Um, you know, when you got people getting, you know, hundreds of millions of visits and the idea of putting things out in service workers to affect title tags that they have a business rule to fix um, is never going to work it's never going to be sustainable. So while it's very innovative, it's a great way to do it uh, for some sites. You know, for me, getting them to change their business process of how certain things are done on the site um, tends to work really well. And then that's a pushback I get. You know, this is old school, uh, changing our business process. How is that going to fix anything? You know, getting certain things in, um, I get the one a lot from from younger SEOs internally that hey we've read that you know that H tags don't do anything for us. Uh, it's like but then they don't hurt you, and they'll get a developer to remove the H1 on an e-commerce site and in a particular market. And in one case, you know they lost forty million dollars in a month. So we put it back. The revenue came back. So you know you could argue that it doesn't help. Um, but it neither doesn't hurt. And if the only thing that changed was that. So that's the one risk I see is we do tend to stick to, um, for me specifically, having been here from the beginning, many of the fundamental things that look like old school stuff still work insanely well. Yeah, the tried um, and tested stuff is 
that yeah. tried and tested, yeah. but not just for the sake of doing that. I mean, I still hear from older people, to Jenny's point, that are sort of, you know, big, bad, scary Google um, to not do XML sitemaps. Uh, because, you know, you're, you don't want Google to see all of your content or some crazy nonsense like that. So I do see a lot of people, you know, sort of sticking to old stuff um, without any support that it, A, still works, or, uh, and same thing true on the other side, the innovative stuff that it necessarily will work, A, in your scenario, and B, um, that there's any proof other than we've done it on a magical black box and it worked, um, you know, is proof that something radically innovative should work. So uh, that's, I mean, that's just my, my perception. Okay. So with the other side of that was, uh, was the other divide between the olds and the youngs was, um, you know, attitudes towards Google. And uh, the olds kind of said, you, you trust Google too much, young ones. And the young ones said, you fight Google too much. So, Hannah, what makes you think that Google are good guys? I don't, I don't know if I'd call them good guys. I think, like, deep down, I'm an old soul. Like, I get why you'd be suspicious, why you shouldn't trust it. But I think when I first joined SEO, one of the first conferences I went to, there was a talk, and the guy said, you shouldn't be using structured data of any variety because you're giving Google your information and it's going to steal it from you. That was probably me. I was like, that's cool and all, but like, if they don't steal it from you, they're going to steal it from a competitor. Like, they're not just going to like go, oh, okay, we'll go back to 10 blue links and that's it. So you have a choice between getting a minimal bit of brand awareness and the potential you'll get a customer and you can retain them and like get that loyalty back to come direct to you or you know, you give up and you hand your business over to Google because they're going to go through competitors anyway. So I guess to me, like, it's kind of like just accept defeat and do the best you can with the tools you've got. I think the argument for the structured data, though, is that, um, and, and I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm now involved in structured data, left, right, and center, so I believe wholeheartedly in structured data these days. But you could argue that structured data turns the ideas and the concepts into a machine-readable language that then is in a database, so therefore nobody gets their hands on it because the yeah, database is owned by, by, by Google, so everybody loses. So I think that's the, the argument behind that. But, you know, I, I think your point is absolutely well met. You've got to deal with what's laid out on the ground um, and, and go with it. Um, Tom, I don't know, do, do you look, think... Uh, yeah. Okay, go oh, on, Jen. I was just going to say, look, we, we do structured data because we need to because of the reasons mm. that Hannah outlined. But at the same time, I, I find an inherent disconnect in saying we need to structure all of the data while we're saying we want to understand natural language. These yeah. two things just don't go together where I'm, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. okay. Tom, you want to add anything in there? Or, you know? Oof. Um, don't feel you have to. It's fine. I just uh, don't want to leave everyone out. The thing is, we've, we've gone through half an hour really quick. So I'm going to uh, uh, just just you know, may, maybe get one more question in before, uh, go before, for another yeah, one. before we wrap up. Um, so uh, Motain, uh, I think I've spelled that right, uh, asked, um, what is in the olds versus youngs must-have SEO checklists? Um, uh, SEO on page and for, for blog posts, link building, best practice. I'll tell you what, just come up with two things that two or three things that, that are would be on your must-have seo checklist um uh, and we'll start with the 
start with the youngs and then we'll see what the uh, the sage um sage senile ones are going with you know <laughs> is this so, for like a like a technical checklist or is this i don't know in general i or? didn't ask the question i didn't <laughs> ask the question so uh i you know uh we will we'll just knock it out what are the what are the what are the three things that you think two two or three things that you think are really important for seos right now uh technical seo everything about it i would say that it's my job um but yes technical seo number one uh number two uh would be having a good reputation so whether that's pr whether that's link building whether that's um whatever and number three would be knowing your customers okay Anna? I was really hoping you were going to give a longer answer, Tom, so that I'd have more time to think. <laughs> like, no, I was optimistic. We go for the odds and then we'll No, it's fine. Around. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Don't worry. I've got it. Okay. So more specific than technical, I'd go with crawlability. So the site being able to be called by Google, but also how the authority is able to move through pages in the site. So the internal linking um, and how it's kind of linked to externally as well. Um, we do a lot of like internal page ranks um, based on how our site is architected. I would say relevancy um, with your content and not just producing pages for pages sake. Um, and then the third one I would say, not technically SEO, but measurement. Like I personally like view SEO can sometimes be a performance channel and sometimes drive direct revenue, but also quite often it's an awareness channel. So we need to look at measurement kind of higher up the funnel and how we do that as well as all the kind of direct, like, let's make some money kind of style SEO. Jen? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of those, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I, I agree with both Hannah and Tom in terms of the things that they've identified. The only thing I would add is, is it actually a viable business in the first place? Um, because if you are building or creating something that has no value, then you're probably not going to be able to rank it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bill, anything there? I, I personally hate this concept of people talking about technical SEO. I think that's the biggest scam <laughs> going today. It's just, but I'm going to leave that there. So um, I'm, I'm, my two areas are the, the, each of the side of what I call the, the SEO equation, which is indexability. As to Hannah's point, is it crawlable? It's fascinating how many people have no idea how many of their pages um, are indexed. And, and Google gives us that coverage report and nobody cares. We'd rather try a gimmick uh, to do that. So number one is on my checklist is, you know, am I getting indexed and what percentage of my pages? Um, the last one goes to Frank's other question he posted, you know, with this whole featured snippet. Um, I've always had my fourth sort of leg of the table as clickability. Uh, about nine months ago, anticipating this change from Google, I started calling it clickability slash informability. Um, and, and the strategies I've been doing with clients is, you know, are we there? Yes or no. Um, and then are we there in the right context? Yes or no. Um, and then can we inform someone? It's like the one we have now with Absolute is, uh, you know, how is Absolute made? We have the answer box. There is absolutely no reason anybody can give me a why somebody should click through that link. So the fact that I'm answering it correctly at the top of the page, and now that I'm actually 
the first one on the second page for clicks. We've never, we only had clicks when we weren't answering the question. So now that we're answering it. So that's my last one is look at your snippets, look at whatever you have, whether they're answer boxes or proper, um, you know, text links or whatever they are. Uh, and are they answering questions? Cause you can be number one all day long. And if nobody clicks, cause you have a crappy snippet, um, it just, all that effort is wasted. So those are two things. I think if you focus on those two and do everything else in the middle when you can get to it, that solves a lot of your problems. Okay. So okay, I'll guys. Just add yeah, featured snippets that um, I've been testing things like um, teasers. Uh, so seeing how many characters Google's including in the featured snippet and trying to add something to the end that would be like in the case of absolute, um, you know, check out the five-step process or something like that. You give them the first bullet, uh, they're going to click through to see the other four. Um, so stuff like that has been working really well. Um, and then the only thing I would, uh, I, I just, I think technical SEO is super important. And um, I think maybe we're calling it the same thing. But one thing mm -hmm. I think the youngs are doing an amazing job of is learning about scripting and um, specifically how server side versus uh versus client side versus hybrid renderings work and how Google is is actually functioning with all of that information. I think I think it's an interesting uh, divide though between the old and the young there. I mean, I, of course, the technical SEO is a cliff. It's a it's a it's a, a binary thing. If you don't get into your technical SEO right, then the rest is is really uh, uh, you know by the by but the interesting thing there is that i think that the the youngs i agree with you are better at doing that 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 kind of new you know the youngs probably know a lot more programming than most of the olds you know and it's more up-to-date programming and they just get it a little bit quicker but i would say that i think there's uh, you know that that indexability as, as bill put it is um it's more about search engine visibility, not about search engine optimization. So yes, everybody, you know, you need that to get off the ground, but then the idea of saying, right, you need, you know, if you're gonna do a how-to, make sure you've got more than four points so that, you know, so that the feature snippet then forces you to, to click onto the, uh, to the site and things like that. That's kind of optimization for me because that forces people to come through to your website. And I think those are still, um, still things that, that maybe, uh, you know, the, the, the youngs are, are, are working on that, you know, that trust Google kind of idea. And, uh, and the odds are saying, you know, how do we get beyond the, the Google a bit, a little bit. Anyway, I'll leave that there and uh, go on to a uh, last question because we've gone over, over my, over my time a little bit. Uh, last question from Michael Bonfils. Uh, he's a toe rag. Uh, if ever I saw one, uh, Michael Bonfils asks, how many years left until old SEOs have to wear nappies? So, so the guys that the guys the guys that were in there, you know, before two thousand, you know, how long have we got left? I've got to admit, um, senility is uh, starting to crawl into my head sometimes. I, you know, I can't remember some of the conversations I had yesterday, and so, you know, I reckon I've got five years tops. You know, <laughs> but do you think the olds eventually will have had their day? Um, and if so, when? Go on. Do our U.S. users uh, or visitors know uh, what nappies are? Oh, okay. Well, uh, Michael Bonfils is American, so he said nappies. So, uh, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're basically, you know, 
10 of pants for, for men, you know, for, for olds, I think, you know. <laughs> when you start wetting yourself as an old person, you've got to be put out to pasture. When, when, when should SEOs retire? When they've had enough of the industry, I guess. That's my answer. I mean, I'm right there where I'm, I'm, you know, tired of, tired of being tired. Uh, But I think that's what it is. When you no longer can contribute both on a client side, I think more importantly, when you no longer enjoy it for whatever reason, um, that's time to, uh, to, to sort of hang it up. But I think this is, to me, it's something you can get a lot of enjoyment out of, you know, the challenge, the rush of, of fixing something and beating Google at being Google or, you know, when that starts to, to, to wane away, um, I think you do need to, to sort of seek employment elsewhere. Uh, But I tell you the one thing to the actual question, um, apparently I'm in that bracket because Facebook, like I'm seeing the ads all the time for, for depends. So clearly I've tripped the age (laughs) switch. Uh, so maybe that's my sign. Facebook and Google have conspired to. <laughs> They'll tell us. They'll tell up. us when it's time to go. It's yeah, time to go. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, so if anybody wants to follow up with anything, and you want to, they want to get in contact with you. You've got a, uh, you know, where's your favorite uh, hangout? Where where can people sort of uh, join in and talk with you, um, Bill? Um, yeah, you can reach me at uh, uh, bill at back-azimuth.com. Uh, my personal blog is, is whunt.com. Um, you can sort of see me there, um, Bill Hunt on Twitter. I'm old enough to have been, been able to get my name on most things. So uh, I don't use Twitter much, but, you know, go ahead and, uh, and find me there. Okay. Jen? I'm Jenny Hallis on Twitter, and uh, I'm on there a lot, um, probably more than I should be. And uh, my website is, uh, well, the short link is jlh.marketing. So come on over and check me out. Tom? Uh, Blu-ray, these guys. Um, Captain Tommy on Twitter, check us out. And Hannah? Cool. Um, so I'm Hannah J. Thorpe on Twitter, or you can find me over on found.co.uk. Um, um, I'm quicker on Twitter than email, though, so definitely go down that route, because like Jenny, I have a problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, and uh, I just want to say again, thanks everyone to Majestic. Thank you to all the people that signed up and asked questions. Sorry I didn't get around to loads of them. Um, thanks to Frank for throwing in all sorts of questions in there that he didn't get around to answering either. Thanks a lot, everyone. I really appreciate it, and we'll see you on the next one. And uh, we're going to close it all down now. Cheers. Thanks, Dixon. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye.